we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. James 2 and 26. For as the body without the spirit is dead. Okay, let's, let's, let's take a look at that. The body without the spirit is what? Dead. That's why you shouldn't be scared at a graveyard. You should be more comfortable in the graveyard than you are in the hood. The graveyard is the result of the hood. (laughs) That's the path. The graveyard is the pathway from the hood. (laughs) But you should be able to walk in the graveyard Funeral home? What you scared of in a funeral home? (laughs) Because without the spirit, the body is what? Dead. I mean, it can't do anything to you. It can move. You know, when muscles tight and rigor mortis and all that, man. You know, my dad used to uh, work with a guy in a funeral home, and he said he'd come in there and the body be sitting up. I'd be like, that would have been my last day at work. My dad like, boy, that check don't, that check don't see that. Check don't even see that. He said, that don't phase me because that body don't have a spirit. That body's dead. I was like, oh, but if it sit up when I've been there, (laughs) I'm out of there. Yeah, it will. It'll just rise up. As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without what? You know what works is? Proof. Yeah. Your faith has to produce something. Without any production, your faith is what? Dead. You just a bunch of talking. Faith has to be productive in God's kingdom. In other kingdoms, Buddha and Shiva, Hinduism, and all of those, faith don't have to produce anything, especially the black Hebrew Israelites that some of y'all are low-key believing. Yeah, we, we, I, did I just say that we'd be on the pages? We'd be on the social media. We know you be trying to drop the, 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 the Hebrew name for stuff and don't speak no Hebrew but that name we know you low key following these preachers that's throwing in that black foolishness oh but he's a truth preacher yeah but why you gotta make us the chosen people then he's not a truth preacher he's a liar he's a heretic but people that believe that fool say, well, you got to listen to all them preachers anyway. Don't you have a preacher? Yeah. But yeah, you following all these beliefs and stuff, and the Hebrew, black Hebrew Israelites don't have no faith. But faith without works is what? So you got to produce something in God's kingdom. Production. It's about, look, somebody say it's about production. But I thought it wasn't about works. I thought about, well, you thought wrong. Works is going to prove your faith. Jesus could have came just talking. He could have came just talking, giving everybody a chance to listen to him and believe him. 
and then went on back and said, well, some folks didn't believe, some did. But he didn't do that. He talked, and then he showed what? Works. He did works, miracles, to prove what he was talking about. All the disciples did what? Works. When we get to the place where we can allow God to fight our battles, we are exercising what? True faith in him. That's the step I'm trying to get all y'all to take. Let's take that step forward where we will let God fight our battles. Something bad happened, don't call nobody. Talk to the Lord. I knew I wasn't going to get a lot of amens. After you've called everyone and still have no solution, then you're going to tell the Lord. And the Lord said, I already heard it from somebody. Somebody already prayed that for you. The first person you called, they were already praying for you. Wait till they finish. Give it to God, man. Faith, that's faith. When we get to the place where we are, Allow God to fight for us. We are exercising what? True faith in him. Exodus 14 and 14 says, The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall do what? If I hold my peace, let the Lord fight my battles. What? Victory. You know, victory is, that's greater than victory. Anybody can have victory. But oh, if you hold your peace, you're going to have victory. Victory is the secular version. You know, they have that in races. and Oh, oh, but in the spirit, it's victory. (laughs) But the Lord shall fight for you and ye shall hold your mouth. Hush! Hush! Don't tell! Hush! And a lot of times, you need to hush so you can keep the pathway to reconciliation open. When you tell every, when you talking, not only did you just tell all the demons and devils, but now you may have severed the pathway to reconciliation. Then when God try to put it back together, too many folk know it the other way. God is pleased when we follow his path of righteousness and not our own way. I think I say that every week. Hebrews 13 and 16. But to do good and to communicate and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is what? To do good and to communicate, forget not. Man, when something is going down, make sure you've done your part and communicated. Don't be sitting up huffing and puffing and, oh, Lord, this situation is so bad. Whatever. Why have you talked to him? Well, I ain't talking to them. They did it. They better call me. But then you're going to sit there with your chest, your heart beating fast. What you do good and communicate. Then after that, you give it to God. If folks, look, if folks don't forgive you after you've asked for forgiveness, ain't nothing you can do. Brother, I'm going to turn you over to the hands of a living God with a burning, fiery hell. Don't say that, though. Don't say that. That's not, that's not nice. <laughs> when we handle things according to the word, we are exhibiting faith in his word. And we will do what? 
reap the fruit. So when we handle things according to how the word says, handle them. Amen. The word says be discreet. So don't tell all your business online. Once you do that, you don't let some demons from another dimension into the situation. Because that's the world wide web. That thing goes everywhere. All in the outer space. So you just cause call demons to your situation now. And you wonder, man, how did they go so bad so quick? Well, you can't keep your mouth shut. Bible said be discreet. Hush. Quit telling folks your personal business. Some of the folks you telling are demons. Some of the stuff that's happening to you is because they're in your life. Your marriage is tore up because theirs is. Jazzy working for them, but Jazzy didn't work for you. You tried to be Jazzy and he shot you deuces. <laughs> you don't understand Jazzy clout. Man, that's a long process to make Jazzy. You just don't jump in Jezzyism. <laughs> you got to be raised, remember? The little broom. You, didn't, you, tried to, you tried to jump to the full flying broom. It didn't work. Got to start with that little one. When we handle things according to the word, we are exhibiting faith in God's word and we will reap the fruits of it. So we handle it in prayer and faith. And believe and trust God. But when we jump in there and try to do it ourselves, we're going to mess it up. Every time we're going to mess it up because we're walking by sight now. What we can see. And y'all know how far you can. You can't see far. That's what makes me so mad at flat earth people. They trying to judge the earth with their eyes. <laughs> Bro, your eyes look. See, look. Look. It's flat. <laughs> they have binoculars now. Telescopes, satellites. Uh-uh. See, I don't trust none of those. <laughs> NASA be lying. I don't trust none of that. With a cell phone. I don't trust none of... Oh, hold on. Yeah. Where you at? You're in Russia? Oh, okay. <laughs> Why don't you just yell at him? Two cups and a stream. I mean, bro, why you try to use a satellite that's in space, but don't trust the people that go to space? <laughs> so stupid. James 3 and 18, and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that do what? Y'all listen to this. The fruit of righteousness, God's linemen, is put in it's sown in peace of them which make peace. So God puts peace in you when you make peace. When you make peace, he will heal your anxiety and make peace in you. Sow it into your heart because you made peace. Amen. Look at somebody and say, let it go. It takes faith to believe the unseen. And this includes issues being settled and conflicts what? It takes faith to believe that issues will be settled and conflicts 
resolved. And this ain't just your mother-in-law and your cousin and all the arguing you've been doing with your baby daddy and your the, all of this and that. No, 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 no. I mean, this, this includes everything. Everyone. Everyone. It takes faith to believe that issues can be settled. In your marriage, it takes faith. Not fighting. Not yelling. Not giving him a piece of your mind and you giving her a piece of yours. I don't even understand. Y'all married. How you going to do that? Like, like you don't know what the other one's going to say. So what? y'all ain't really even arguing. Y'all just saying what each other already know is going to be said. So the argument is over. <laughs> you live with a person long enough, there ain't, ain't no new argument. This thing right here now, this is a little different. No, it's not. <laughs> No, it's not. But you got to believe the unseen. You got to have faith to believe that it can be settled and be resolved. It takes what? Faith. Not talking about it, telling everybody. Faith. Luke 17 and 6. And the Lord said, if you have faith as a grain of a what? Mustard seed, you might say to this sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root and be thou plucked. And see, Jesus is speaking in a hyperbole here. Okay, so this is like, he goes, Jesus goes, you know, and I'm going to do an a entire sermon on his hyperboles because Jesus goes all the way extreme to prove his points, knowing that his mark is much higher than the mark you would set. But he's Christ. Okay? So he's using hyperbole here and going all the way to say, just walk up to a tree and say, by the roots, I command you to come up and be plucked and planted in the sea. Well, he knows you're not going to do that. He's talking about your issue. He'll take your issue and your problem by the root and pull it all the way up. By the root. That means the start, the beginning of it. You trying to handle it with your mouth and it took years for that to occur. That's something that was embedded deep into you or into him or into her. So you handling it, you can cut the tree down. It's going to grow back. You can cut the the, 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 the limbs off, they're going to grow back. You can pull all the leaves and the fruit off of it, it's going to grow back. But God can catch it by the root. Pull it up. Cast it into the sea where it can't take root anymore. But be thou plucked up by the root and be thou what? Planted in the sea. He said, and it'll obey you. You got to master these situations and not let them take you over. Every, if, if you think about it all the time, it's taking you over. God's desire is that we pray for our enemies and believe by faith that what? Things will work out. Pray for our enemies and things will. Don't talk about them. And don't talk about them to people. Why are you talking about folks? Even when it seems hopeless. You got to pray for your enemies and believe. So you don't just pray for them. Lord, help them, even though I don't like them. God, help them and kill them if you need to. Send your fire, Lord. Send your fire, Lord. God is not trying to hear that. No, 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 no. You're going to pray for them like, Lord, help them, whatever it is. That tree, the root, whatever that root is that's growing something in them. Father God. Take it out of them and then check my heart. And if there's a root in my heart, 
remove it. Since you're casting stuff in the sea anyway, cast mine there too. That's how you pray. Even when it seems hopeless, Proverbs 16 and 7. When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his what? His enemies will bow down and apologize. Your enemies will call you and say, I'm sorry. But your ways have to please him. Faith helps us to forgive and move on from, anybody ever been broken? Brokenness. Brokenness. That feels terrible. It feels like death. Because folks can hurt you like that. Especially when they have your heart and the devil gets in their heart. The devil gets in their heart and they have your heart, they can really hurt you. But faith helps us to forgive and move on from brokenness when we can trust God and believe that things will improve what's going to happen. When we can trust God and believe that things will what? Improve. That's hard though. Especially when it looks like it's not improving. But that's why we walk by faith and not what? You can't, you can't go by what it looks like. You got to trust God for it. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart. And he saveth such as be of a what? Contrite, tore up spirit. You got a tore up spirit. He says he's nigh to you. You have a broken heart. He's nigh to you, meaning he's right there. All you got to do is give it to him. But once you give it to him, you have to believe and let it go. Let him have it. Let him handle it. Don't you go and try to fix it. You are not a surgeon. Why are you trying to perform a heart operation on yourself? I've, I've had my heart broken by folks, and I ask God, what is this? Why does it feel this way? And a lot of times he shows me stuff that was in my heart that I didn't even know was in there. Well, it bumped into this that's in your heart. That's there. And I need you to take it. Well, but if I take that, then there's some stuff behind it we're going to have to deal with. Are you really ready? Can I preach in here? Amen. Y'all know this message is the truth. Psalms 34. Oh, I just read that. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such that be of a contrite spirit. No weapon. When we put our trust in God, we do not have to what? Oh, you don't have to retaliate, worry, or even what? Defend ourselves because what? He will avenge us. Man, he will. Yeah. Give your wife crazy tale to the Lord and let him deal with her. Give your husband's wayward tale to the Lord and let him deal with him. You ain't got to say it. You don't have to tell them, oh, I gave you over to the Lord. I'm just waiting for you to catch fire. <laughs> Give it to the Lord. You don't have to say nothing. While she acting crazy, if Jesse get in her, give it to the Lord. Well, well, first, if Jesse get in her, it's your fault. So let's, let's, first of all, let's get some fortitude and some testosterone. You might have to go get therapy and some shots. 
because you've been scared of her for years. <laughs> That's the worst thing in the world, a man scared of, of, of his wife. That, that bothers me. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, you, got, you might do that first. And then you try to give it to the Lord. The Lord said, boy, you ain't, got, you ain't got it like that. Lord, turn you down. Give her back. God, I give her to you. I don't want to. I don't want you either. You deal with it. That's your fault. Yeah, God ain't hearing no Ahab prayer. God didn't answer none of Ahab's prayers. None. Ever. <laughs> he ain't listen to you. Amen. But give it to the Lord. Give the situation to the Lord. Lord, I'm giving it to the Lord. I can't deal with this. I can't carry this. I can't deal with it. This is too far. This is crazy. Devil just got in them. And what, Lord, you deal with them. And a lot of times, God will fix it or destroy them. Seen that happen too. Yeah. Talking about contrite, the trials of Job will hit them. God will bring them to their knees. Especially when you just up and did somebody wrong. Somebody in your life that's been doing you right? <laughs> don't come around me, brother. Don't get none of that on me. I don't know who I'm talking to. But he will avenge us. Yes, he will. He's the avenger. <laughs> when we put our trust in God, we do not have to retaliate, worry, or even defend ourselves because he will avenge us. Romans 12, 19. Dearly beloved, avenge what? Oh, it says it right there. Man, avenge not yourselves. Don't take matters in your own hands. When it just looks like folks not even doing you right, they're not doing the right thing, don't take, look at somebody say, don't take matters in your own hand. Don't touch it. Don't do it. God is working it out behind you anyway. Don't you, you going to mess Look at somebody say, you're going to mess it up. You're going to mess it up. Get somewhere. Leave it up. No matter how it looks. He said, avenge not yourself, but rather give place unto wrath. Meaning, it's okay to be upset. Give place to that. It's okay. It's okay to be upset and it's okay to not understand. It's okay to be misunderstood and feel like you've been done wrong. But don't take matters. Don't touch it. If you touch it, you might mess something. Man, how many examples of this do we have? Abraham, oh my gosh. Still messed up to this day because he touched it. Well, look like Sarah. I mean, Sarah, look like you ain't going to. This ain't going to work. We've been trying and trying for 100 years and you ain't got pregnant yet. Well, well, you know, your handmaiden is in there. Won't you try her? Touch it. Mess, just messing it up. Gave birth to a child that you can't even be with. God took him away from that boy. And that boy is mad to this day. If you're the father of nations, you can't make that mistake. <laughs> you're going to be the father of illegitimate nations too. Man, I'm preaching in here, Jay. Look at somebody and say, don't touch it. Now you let God do that. I said it online. I said, get your finger off the sin button. Don't send it. Don't send it. But give place to wrath. It's okay to be upset and mad. and It's okay. 
But he said, it's written, vengeance is what? Mine. God said, I will repay. Because God is saying, I will repay because when I repay, I'm going to repay justly. You don't know how to do that. And you're going to end up hurting yourself trying to repay. But when I do it, I'll fix stuff that you can't fix. Faith in knowing that no weapon formed against us will prosper. It activates God's protection and relinquishes the issue to him. So when we have faith, don't just sing that song, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Believe it. That if it's a weapon, if it's meant to hurt me, that means it's going to end. It ain't going to make it. It's not going to work. Amen. Now, this only works if you ain't done somebody wrong. Now, if you did somebody wrong, every weapon <laughs> is going to keep you from prospering until you go make it right. I'm talking about folks that say, hey, I look just innocent. Folks doing you wrong and you innocent and you know you are, no weapon. Now, there's no cause for this. So I don't have to touch it. I don't have to fight. I don't have to yell. I don't have to bicker. I don't have to gossip. No, 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 no. This person just straight up did me wrong. God got them. Matter of fact, I got to pray for them that God don't kill them. I don't want what they owe to get them. Isaiah 54 and 17, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, shall thou shall do what? Condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. So this is that we inherited this. Just by being servants of the Lord, we inherited protection. So we don't have to avenge ourselves. As long as we do our part and follow God's rules of engagement, he will handle the rest and do what? God's rules of engagement. Oh, I got to stay there because this is how God is telling you to fight. You got to honor his rules of engagement. You got to do it his way. Here are some rules right here. Colossians 3 and 13. Forbearing one another, meaning putting up with one another, tolerating one another. We got to tolerate one another. This folks in here might make you itch. Put on some lotion and tolerate them. Amen. Now, y'all got to know that there's some folk in here that irritate me. Can I say that? You got to know that. For whatever reason, you're just scratching on a chalkboard. Most of the time, and my wife will tell you, most of the time when I get that feeling about somebody, they have demons. Because demons irritate me. I just get this, uh, this uneasiness like, yeah. And I'll always tell my wife, am I telling the truth? I always tell her, I was like, so-and-so, so-and-so, and then later on, manifest. Yeah, so I think that's a discernment. You know, because for the most part, I like everybody. <laughs> I'm human, man. I mean, I just, some folk irritate me. Some folk don't do what I tell them. Tell you, do this, they don't do it. If I give me advice, they want advice, they don't take it. Some folk listen to all this word in here and still crazy. Me and Elder Aaron call it the 1%. Long as there's a door on the building, crazy going to come in. You can't keep crazy out with swinging doors. So, it's some crazy folk in here. So, be careful who you bring to your house. 
because they might be crazy. Amen. You need discernment. Amen. If you itching and scratching all the way to the party, you might not need to go to that party. <laughs> Just took your shirt off. I mean, I don't know what happened. God is telling you to turn around. <laughs> Amen. Because you can't take your kids around everybody's kids. Ooh. Man, boy, I mean, I thank God for hospitality. I love the way they did it in the Bible days. But this ain't the Bible days. <laughs> Amen. But forbearing one another, putting up with one another. How you doing, brother? Man, I'm doing good. And forgiving one another. These are God's rules of engagement. So you can't even pray until you do these. You got to forbear, and then you got to what? Forgive. Don't pray without forgiving. He said don't pray. He said when you stand praying, do what? He said, matter of fact, just leave that place right there. Go make stuff right and then come back and finish praying. It's like, because I'm not going to even hear you if you got art against somebody or you're carrying something like that in your heart. So you got to forbear. You got to forgive one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ did what? Forgave you, you so also do ye. And this is why he wants you to do it, because he did it. He forgave you of your sins, so you don't have the right to carry something against somebody. I don't care what they did. Summary. There will be times when our emotions will attempt to test us and try us. Anger, resentment, and hurt can manifest in our minds and cause us to lose faith and desire to react in the natural to things that are what? Spiritual. God desires for us to react spiritually to natural conflicts. Uh-oh, what? Yeah, a natural conflict. God wants you to react. How? If you're a spiritual being, he wants you to react spiritually. That's the sign of growth and maturity. You don't pick up the phone and gossip about it. You react spiritually. You don't tell everybody. You react what? Spiritually. Sure, we must forgive and let go of things naturally, but we must also trust God for vengeance, restitution, and what? Reconciliation spiritually. God can fix what is broken. And heal our hearts and minds if we have faith and trust him for it. Consequently, if we continue to carry hurt and react to conflicts by taking matters into our own hands, we forfeit the fruits of God's spirit and are left to deal with things. How? Man, that's, that's the worst thing. When you forfeit it, the love, the joy, the peace, the long-suffering of God, his gentleness, his goodness, faithfulness, meekness, temperance. When you forfeit those wonderful, peaceful, wonderful feeling fruits because you wanted to handle it your way, you in trouble. Amen. It doesn't feel good to forfeit the fruits of God and be left to deal with it on our own because we don't know what we're doing. How many of you don't know what you're doing? Amen. How many of you do? You do know what you're doing. 
This will usually cause further quarreling and bad feelings. We will be permeated with turmoil and ooh, anybody ever felt mental anguish? Mental anguish, that's when you can't sleep. Be heavy on your head. Anybody ever done something and you knew God told you not to? The message said don't do it. The preacher said don't do it. The devil said don't do it. The dog and the parrot, the parrot, your neighbor's parrot flew in your window. Ah, don't do it. I mean, everybody said don't do it. The roaches spelled out don't on your flow. Everybody said, don't do it. <laughs> and you did it anyway. And that's the worst feeling in the world when it all blew up in your face. Blew up in your face. God kept trying to tell you, man, if you do this, I've, you've, I've let you slide on some things. But this one right here is going to go down. And you did it anyway. And now. So listen to me now. Look at somebody and say, don't do it. We must learn to view conflict and strife as tests so that by faith we can allow God to do what? Do what? Now, these aren't conflicts and strife that you're causing. When you're causing conflict and strife, you're just possessed. There ain't no test. That's possessed. Won't you stop that witch and warlock? Why your name always in mess? Every time mess jump off you somewhere in the vicinity, your name is mentioned. Conflict and strife. So I'm not talking about folks that's always causing it. I'm talking about when it just happened in your life some kind of way by chance, something like that. You got to view that as a test. This is a test from the Lord. He's waiting to see what I'm going to do. How I'm going to handle this. Am I going to pick up the phone and tell everybody? Am I going to load up the 38? <laughs> But we got to learn to view conflict and strife as a test. This is a test from God to see if I'm going to do And look, this is a test to see if I'm going to do it different this time. Last time, you blew it. God created the whole thing, gave you that. Just like Peter. Remember, Peter, Peter was warming himself at the fire, and Jesus walked in. They said, hey, hey, aren't you with him? Nah, man. Warming himself. Ask him again. You with him? Nah, man. You with him? And then he cussed. Blank, no. <laughs> and he's like, can you imagine? He took off all his clothes and went and laid on the beach. Naked. Yeah, but then he started another fire. And then he saw Jesus. And Jesus came, second chance, Peter. Peter, do you love me? Yes, I do. One time, a time for every time he denied him. Set the fire up and everything, just like before. Gave him another chance. Amen. So you got to learn. Okay, I blew it the first time. But this time, I'm not. Gonna, I'm, I'm not. I'm going to get it right this time. Because I know this is a test to see what I'm going to do. We must learn to view conflict and strife as tests so that by faith we can allow God to bring resolution. 
After all, how can we even have faith in him if we cannot trust him with our what? Brokenness. Colossians 3 and 12. Put on therefore as the elect. You know, y'all all elect of God if you're saved. Okay. Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of what? Put on some mercy for folks, kindness, humbleness of mind. If you arguing and you got to win, that's not hum- humbleness of mind. Humbleness of mind is okay, man, okay. It, let, let's just end. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, if you, you, you might be right. I might be, it doesn't matter which one of us is right. I just want to end this conflict. That's humbleness of mind. Meekness, not weakness, meekness. Power under control. I could destroy you, but, you know, I'm not. That's meekness. I could tell folks your business and hurt you and get you back, but I'm not. That's meekness. And when you have people's secrets, you have power. Yeah, you have some power. So you have to decide, are you going to be meek? God's relationship didn't work out. Man, I'm, man, I'm fleshing everything I know, everything we talk about. Man, I ain't going to take that nowhere. That's meekness. Long-suffering. Put that on. Forbearing one another. Forgiving one another. If any man have quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, you better learn to love. So don't come to God talking about somebody if you don't love them. Don't come to God trying. And you know what real love is? God. The Bible says God is love. So if there's some other love outside of God, that's not love. Uh-oh. Man, I just preached that here. Yeah, that ain't love. That's lust and foolishness. If it's not godly, if it's not of God, how can it be love if God is love? Above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of what? It makes things right. Love makes things right. Love will make things right. It'll fix things. Amen. I know we got some powerful testimonies in here of folks that your marriage has been tried and tested and love won. I ain't asking you for no details. I don't want to know. But love won. Because love is the bond of perfectness. It'll fix it. If it's true love. Amen. And if you married him and it wasn't love, you better fall in it. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be what? Let the what? After you've done all these things, the peace of God can rule in your heart. Stop those chest pains, shortness of breath, anxiety, depression. Let this peace rule in your heart so you can rest. So you can put that conflict to rest. You know, conflict is going to eventually lead to sin. You keep conflict in your heart and art against somebody, you're going to sin. It's opening up a space and a dark area in you for something dark. So you got to forgive and let it go. Everyone stand to your feet. 
You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124 or donate online at exministries.com. 